Welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. really as a Chelsea fan is just for us to win and have a normal day but for some reason it seems like Chelsea can't even do that so such a frustrating time I don't know what to say but yeah I'm joined by a good bunch today I'm joined by Olu I'm joined by Abs and I'm joined by Con. how you guys doing bro doing good mate doing good what about yourself not bad man just tired frustrated I guess I mean ah. I think I think we're all feeling like that <laughs> <laughs> like it's horrible man horrible Olu how you feeling man feel good but with regards to the match you know it's very disappointing i honestly um i wasn't surprised with regarding the way we played we've been playing like this for quite a while you know we don't play like a big club you know we, we don't play we don't play good football we don't dominate our opponents and that's why we end up with such results you know it's not surprising to be honest i mean although i hear you bro i hear you Come on yo man how are you feeling about the game like what was the reaction to the lineup so at first, you know, I looked at the lineup and I immediately said it's a four at the back. And I'm an advocate that I've said at the moment we don't have the players to play four at the back. I will, I will die on this hill. We we can't like we have the players to play a three at the back, but we don't have the players to play four at the back because I, I listen to I jump into a lot of spaces and I listen to a lot of people and we don't have a midfield and I don't want to keep going on about this topic, but until we. We, until we sort the midfield, we can't be, you know, changing to a four at the back when currently we are built for three at the back. We are built to yeah. play three, three at the back, five in midfield. And I looked at the formation today and I immediately said it's a four, two, 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 um, four at the back. And I just thought, you know what? I say, I, I will see how it goes with the players. Um, but, you know, it's Chelsea and we give it the beans. Yeah, abs though. Abs, you, how are you feeling though? Like, I mean, what was your reaction to the lineup? I mean, yeah, like going going into the game, like I felt, you know what? Try and be optimistic as always. Um, touching back on Con's points, like he said, the whole four at the back is just we don't have the midfield capabilities to do that, and it's like we've tried and experimented. Whereas it's like I just feel like okay, I'm like okay, give it give it the optimism that we want going into the game. You want like. A fresh approach you think okay you know what let's see how it goes and then it's just but it goes back to what con is saying like we don't have the midfield capabilities to do that this season like that is something that can be built upon going forward next season or doing it in certain parts of the game because we do go at, at some points in the game to a four-man midfield but we, we we can't do that to start off games like we actually can't do that it's setting ourselves up setting us up for failure at this point like, I don't know what to say, man. Like, today is just going to be a crazy episode because I really don't know what to say. Like, there's no structure per se. Like, it's just, fuck. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I get I get where you're coming from, bro. Like, and, and the thing is, like, yeah. I don't want to go too into, like, uh, fast forward, but I just felt like we've got the first goal and up until that point, it started off decent, to be honest. Like, yeah, we, we was under the cosh for a little bit, but... We get the first goal and you think, you know what, things are looking forward. Maybe we can get a second goal, kill this game off. But straight away, and it's like one thing I've been hating and noticing about the team is when we do face any sort of adversity, automatically everyone's heads drop. All of a sudden it's now 
panic mode. Everyone's going from comfortably winning the game at 1-0, strolling to everyone's in panic mode now. Literally, no one's there to like grab anyone and be like, you know what, guys, cool down, chill out. Let's see the next five minutes. Let's go keep, keep this 1-0 lead and everything smooth. All of a sudden, and I, I hate to say it, but what Aspie's doing for the first goal was like, it's inexcusable. Like, fair enough, this is the club captain and everything, but come on, guys, like, no pressure at all. And you give away the corner and it's like, I don't want to put the blame solely on him because Mendy, Mendy's, Mendy's got a lot to answer for for, the, for that goal <laughs> as well. It was a great strike and everything, but come on, guys, like, this is every week now. It's every week at this point. Yeah. Um, Olu, I saw a tweet about saying um, you feel like it's too cool system. That was a problem. You might elaborate on some more. Because he said, like, can I just read your tweet so everybody knows? He said, Chelsea Chelsea can sign all the best players and still end up playing bad. It's too close to the Angels walking and it's too defensive for a big club. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to elaborate on that. You know, like last season, we all said Kaku, Alonso, these players were the problem. We don't have those players now. And we're still playing bad. We're playing worse than that. So what does that tell you? You know, we can come up here and say formation isn't okay. Four at the back isn't working. Three at the back isn't working. Look, this is Southampton for crying out loud. We're not playing Man City. We're not playing uh, Liverpool. We're not playing best clubs in the league. I don't care the formation you want to play. This is this is Southampton. They're not playing with all their best players. They're not giving excuses like we do all the time. Olu, can I jump in quickly? Yeah, I'm listening. So, I look at it, right? I understand you got it. Like, you look at Lukaku, who's not a good player. Alonso, yeah, we've not got them. But we still have players like Hakim Ziyech, who just last week was in... Holland trying to negotiate his transfer back to Ajax. You've then got Christian Pulisic who couldn't cross a road, get bullied, <laughs> off the, get bullied off the ball so easy. I sit there and I scratch my head and I think to myself, how are these players still here? You've got Loftus Cheek. Okay, he is a winger in a DM's body. That's how I look at him. He's got the talent to be a winger, but he is built like a DM. And I don't get it. I do understand your points, but here's I, my I point. Understand. Yeah. I here's understand. my point as well. We can't we can't keep talking about moments. Yes, Akim Ziyech had terrible moments. Pulisic had terrible moments. But as a team, were you impressed with the way we played? I'll tell you something. Man City were two goals down against Crystal Palace and against Newcastle. You could see their fans with confidence that they're going to come back. Do you have the same confidence? That's because we don't... It's simply because we don't trust in the system we play. The system we play doesn't enable us win games comfortably. Whether you like it or not, you can talk about Jorginho not being good enough. Look, I get it. Jorginho might not be the best in what he's doing right now, but look, we should be doing more than, and stop giving excuses. All the time, we want to call out individual players as Liquetta is not good enough. I don't want to hear that. This is a big club. We were busy spending money on defenders. Didn't, <laughs> didn't Toko know he had a problem in midfield? Why wasn't that a priority? Last season, we knew we had a problem playing Loftus-Cheek and Loftus-Cheek James in midfield. But instead, yeah. we didn't send any midfielders. We let go of Saho, we let go of Barkley. And all of a sudden, you want me to sympathize for the coach? No way, man. He's got to take the blame. And that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Abs, Con, what do you guys think? A lot of people don't want to call him, call him out, but L- it's the reality. Listen, right, I'll read you my tweet after the game. Yeah. This, is what, this is what I tweet. I tweeted two things, right? Yeah. So first thing, Tuchel clueless in that match. Players aren't good enough. Zero effort. Mount needs to be benched. Havertz needs to be benched. Players, you got players playing who just the other day were talk, trying to negotiate um, their sale out of the club. E.g. Hakim Ziyech. 
I said, we still, we, my, a good friend, Johan, who does a lot of um, talking in spaces, I agree with him. We yeah. need twice, nine to 12 players, starting from Edward Mendy going forward. I mean, we've currently, we're currently, if we get um, Garvidal, we're currently building a back line to last the next decade. That's how I look at it. You've got Fafana, Colwell and um, Gabardo. Don't, don't include Kulabali in that because at the moment Kulabali is obviously 31, so he could be the next like five, six years and he yeah, can cool. help. Cool. He can, he can help train the them. Fa- I get you, Con. The foundations are there for the next 10 years in terms yes. of the setbacks. Yeah, 100%. But then I also tweeted this after. Yeah. Also, we were shit with a four at the back with certain players and we were shit with three at the back. And people will go, it's a system. I understand it's a system, but we also need to start looking at players that are getting paid 200, pound, 200 grand a week this to do simple point, things. Exactly that. Exactly and that. I'm not going to sit there. right? And I understand you say we can't blame certain players, but in fact, we can. Because you look at our team, right? You've got, yeah. if, we, if we play Mendy, Aspilicueta and Jorginho in the same team, that is three liabilities in three different positions alone. You've got midfield, yeah, at any point they can they can make a mistake, and it's them three. So then you say you we can't blame certain players. I will blame. Certain okay, players. look, at, listen to what you just said. Now they can make mistake at a certain time. I'm I'm referring to the overall way we played. Were you impressed with our overall game? No. Yeah. No. No. Hundred. They play good, and that's not made, that's not based on both, individual players. That's yeah. based on the coach tactics. Yeah. We both, don't play both good. Things can be true. Hundred percent. Like I get yeah. that. Play good. Forget about Caesar not being good enough. As a team, we didn't play good. Yeah, yeah, the team ain't good enough. Like, I'm not just singling out Aspilicueta, Jorginho, um, whether it be Mason Mount, Kai Havertz. Like, for me, the team performance 100% wasn't good enough. Like, I can't look at, I can't give you two, maybe even four players that can walk off other than Thiago Silva, bits and spells of Cucurella, other than that. It's like no one else can really say I had a great game or I'm I'm coming off the pitch deserving of my position going forward for the next game. No one can really say that. What do you guys think though? How about we dissect the game a bit like how about we dissect the first goal we conceded? Yeah. Can, can we talk about essentially fair enough, like they're gonna come out and say that it was a great strike, blah blah blah, whatever. But guys, Mendy Mendy gets a hand to it and it's like on another day, you can argue, and it's not even another day. Like he needs, if we if we're putting Mendy as as like a top five goalkeeper in the Prem, which some people yeah. do them as, yeah, top five goalkeepers, and we go back to points that were made like back in the day. A good yeah. goalkeeper is an extra ten points to your season every sure. day. You have a great yeah. goalkeeper; they are an extra ten points. Those are the type of saves, essentially, that turn uh, one point into three points. Uh, zero points into a point. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So you think you should have saved it, yeah? Like you can't be beat. You can't be beat at your near post. I'm sorry. Always get. And like, I was at the game on Saturday. Yeah. And same thing. You can't keep getting beat at your near post. Like it's it becomes inexcusable at times. Where I love Mendy, and it's like I don't want to keep making excuses for you, but yeah. you keep getting beat at your near post. Like it's in, that's rule number one for a goalkeeper. So here's the thing. So for me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Mendy critic, yeah? But for me, I felt perhaps it wasn't his save to make. Yeah, I really no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying like he's 100% should have saved it, but like, 
this is what separates the the good goalkeepers from the greats. Fairs, fairs, fairs. Um, Con, Olu, are you guys on the same page with that? Like Mendy, the first goal. What do you think about the first goal? We conceded. I mean, the first goal conceded. So at first, I watched it and I was like, "That's just a hell of a shot." Yeah, I literally. It. I just, I literally watched it. I watched this man ping them, but he's never gonna, he's never gonna hit a better shot in his life. Like I promise you. <laughs> uh, and I just thought, Joe, you know what? It's one of them. Fair enough. I took my hat off. I was like, yeah, fair play. And then I've watched it back. Um, Kulabali, yeah, sensible. Arms behind his back, tries to get in the way, but he can't. Mendy gets a touch to the ball. If he had stronger wrists, yeah, and it's like a strong hand, yeah, like you get it pushes decent, it round. It pushes it round the post. But again, it's his near. It's a near post shot. It just goes. It just thunders past him, and it's one-one. And then that momentum immediately switches, and it's back into it's back in hand of Southampton. And from there on, you can just see what's going to happen. Panic and mode, it happens. Yeah, it's panic mode. Like you could, the writing was on the wall from, from the minute they've scored. It's gone from Chelsea completely dominating play in the middle of the field, uh, Loftus Cheek at points pinging balls, Zich pinging balls. Like we're looking like we're looking dangerous on the counter. To all of yeah. a sudden, backs against the wall now. Backs against the wall, and it's like you're just waiting for the second goal to come. Can I quickly say? Ziyech pinged probably one of the nicest passes I've seen yeah, in a long time. Like 40, 50 yards from like just inside our own half to have a... I just thought, my God, son, take a bow. But it's just... He just does that one minute and then the rest of the game, he's just he's non-existent. And he's I on the floor. Think... He's on the floor for half the game. For me, I feel like we should expect that from Ziyech because he's all he has irregularly. Yeah? But for me, I, I, I feel the main passenger was Ruben, which leads me to say, okay, let's dissect the second goal. So for me, the second goal, obviously we all know how useless Jorginho is off the ball, yeah? But Ruben does nothing to shield the defence because they bypass, I don't know who, who I think it was number 45, I can't pronounce his name, but he bypassed Jorginho. Yeah, and he, yeah, he, he's gone past Jorginho a bit too easily there. Then he bypassed Ruben and then our, our back four was left exposed and then I think they passed to the corner and then he crossed into the box he cut it back into the box and all our defenders made the same run towards oh, Naples guys, guys where is where is Azpilicueta for the second goal like if we're being honest yeah like, he's, in the, where, he's, where, in the where, sta- he's in the stand getting a drink yeah like like this that is his side of the pitch literally and it's like you're nowhere to be seen where this is like the danger zone this is literally the danger zone in terms of they've switched the ball from one side of the pitch to the other to yeah. the danger zone which is your zone yeah. They're nowhere to be seen. Yeah, it's, 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 for me, I'd rather have Ruben play right back or right wing. Yeah, back. like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd feel like I'll play another game. If it's not, if it's not an emergency situation, I can't, I can't see Aspilicueta play, especially in a back four. Like he gets away with playing wing back in a back five, but but less. I've had enough. Like I can't see Aspilicueta in a back four at right back. Not not anymore. You think the lineup was wrong then? Because I mean, look at Kovacic when Kovacic came on. Look at how much control we had in the midfield. You know, bro. Honestly, uh, like I, I, I've said this a million times. It's like Chelsea without Kovacic is is the same as watching England. Like it's <laughs> it's literally the same as watching England because without someone to to bring the ball out from midfield, this that's that's how stagnant our play is. So here's my here's my problem. Yeah, sure. I, I like what you just said. I love Kovacic, yeah. right? But yeah. man is not is not fit enough to always start for yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, we, we can't rely on him at this point. So if now. you can't rely on him, what do you do as a coach? Shouldn't Ailu, you find you know, a much more replaceable, reliable player? Ailu, do you want to know a random fact? Yeah. 
Kovacic hasn't played more than 23 games in a single season for Chelsea. Yeah, he's always been injury prone since we signed him from Real Madrid. Literally, since he's come to Chelsea. And we're going, yeah. on, we're going on about four or five years now. Yeah. And we can resolve that issue. Get a new midfielder. That should be one of our priorities. To be fair, to be fair to Olu, Olu, I, that's spot on actually. Like, it's, so let it's... me ask you this question. Who was the replacement for letting Sahu go back to Atletico Madrid? It is, it's the Conor Gallagher coming in. Obviously, that's what the board's thinking. So who replaces Barkley? Chukwemeka, if we're being real. If Chukwemeka, but he's not ready to play for us. So why would we call that a replacement at this point in time? It's a future replacement. So like, look, the day, if, if we're being real, Bar- Barkley's not really been in the match day squads either. So it's like him, him and Chukwuka at this point. So that point, tells you, our midfield, we have a very thin midfield. We don't have depth in midfield. We don't. If, if you have, have you guys seen the news that um that Loftus Cheeks injured as well? Um, Tuchel's come out yeah. after the game and said that Loftus Cheeks injured as well. Probably most likely won't be there. Luckily, obviously, Conor Gallagher comes back, but it was looking like it was going to be Billy Gilmore playing next game. I'm sorry, these are all quantity. This is not quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is, it is quantity. quantity, not quality, literally. I'm sorry, don't disrespect to these lads, you know, Chelsea Coburn players, but look, that's not, like, come on, no. <laughs> I'm not impressed. He's a, always a regular, he's really, he's not really against Coburn, but he's like, you know, go for quality as opposed for like, Chelsea yeah, Academy. Like, I, I feel like some fans are literally like, Cobham fanboys to the point where they will jeopardise the quality of the team just to have someone from Cobham playing in the starting eleven. There's it should be a mix of both. There. There's a mix. Right, like, that, let's dissect the game a bit more. So, um, Con, what was the moment of the match for you? One moment, uh, who was the man of the match? Obviously, I know we lost, so it's not really like a man of the match then, but one moment stood out for you and man of the match for you. Who was my man of the match? Alright, so I'm going to, there, there's going to be a couple of, there's a couple of things I um, just talk about. So my first thing is Kukurea. Yeah. Um I think the defending on the line when he throws himself across in front of Mendy and it uh, comes off his chest. I know. Um, the second half should have made. They should have made it three uh, one. It was El Nusi or El Nusi. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. he's um, yeah. diving header uh, about sixty five minutes. I want to say. Um, he heads it straight, and uh, there's Kukurea, chest out, um, beautiful. But my man of the match, my man of the match, you're going to go to a 38-year-old. Well, <laughs> I was literally about to take the words out of your mouth. 37-year-old, he turns 38 next month, and there's a, set, there's a specific part where he stood on a goal line, and he just hooks the ball out with, with the um, outside of his right He's foot. He's literally flicked it. That no, everyone else in the team probably scores an own goal there. Literally, no, if we're being honest, I know he's incredible, man. He's like, like he, he is absolutely incredible. I'm being dead honest. Like without him, we would be in the absolute mud. Literally, hundred percent. Did he, did he see Mendy's reaction on for? I mean, did you see when all of that was happening? Did you see Mendy's reaction while Thiago Silva was so reactant? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mendy, Mendy's like stood still, like he's frozen, oh. and. And he's literally seen Thiago Silva just clear it off the line, thinking, Bro, like, thank God, thank God. <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, all right, uh, Olu, how about you? Man of the match and moment of the match? Man of the match, honestly, I don't want to give anyone of the match, to be honest. Yeah, you can you, you, you keep corporate of the match as well because usually all we do is, I forgot, obviously, 
I forgot to mention this. Um, Con and Abs are new. So usually what I do is when we lose, we do corporate of the match and when we win, we do man of the match. But, you know, you can have it both ways. It's fine. <laughs> I don't understand Ash, but I'll give it to Thomas Tuchel, please. Cor- yeah, fair. why, why, why? Yeah, because this has been happening. Match on, It's been happening. This It's been a sequence now. He's doing the same mistake. And now, look, I don't want to be too harsh on the coach, but look, I, the fingers are pointing towards him. You know, yeah. he's the one that set these players up there. You can tell me why you're playing Loftusik on the right. He knew that before, you know, getting into the season. He knew that. You know, yeah. lack of midfield as well. He knew we needed to strengthen like we did at the back. He knew Kajavert wasn't good enough. But what we do? We didn't do anything. We kept looking. Now we're running after Obama. And no, I got to point <laughs> the finger. Yeah. So on the pitch, on the pitch, he's yeah. not doing his job. You know, the ownership yeah. is... They're supporting him with all the finances. But on the pitch, we don't play good football. We're not winning games. No, it, it's not working. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say this. It's not working. We're going to come to that. But one moment to that for you. Uh, maybe Thiago Silva, you know, playing as age. I think, you know, still gave a very good performance, regardless of the results. He's a very reliable reliable player. I think Thiago Silva. Fair, fair. Abs, how about you? One moment to that for you. And who was the man at the moment? Can I give... Two moments where, and, and I like to think I'm an objective fan, but like, guys, <laughs> Ster- Sterling was through one-on-one yeah. and all he has to do is literally slip the ball. The to yeah, I and, I, and I don't, I don't want to get onto him because he literally made up for it two minutes later and scored. But like, yeah. that, is, that is a very big moment in the match. Like, if we're being honest, Sterling put, Sterling yeah, put Tavis through and yeah, go on. Yeah, because like, I realised it happened also after he scored. I think there was, I can't remember what. Yeah, happened. there was another time. There was another time where he's taken a bad yeah. touch and gone round. Yeah, and, like, and he like just square it to somebody else. So yeah. this is a problem, and you know, I, because and, I, and I, I love Sterling, but like yeah. I, I'm still gonna like I call players out on on the good stuff and the bad stuff. But can I just give one shout out? And and I don't want to give the player of the match to a Southampton player, but <laughs> guys, the 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 centre back. I just want people to remember him, Bella Kotkap. Bella Kotchap, 20 years old, Bruh. born in 2001. Honestly, like German, German 20-year-old. Honestly. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's German. He's, he's just turned 20 years old. Guys, remember, remember the name, but he played solid. He had habits in his pocket majority of the game. And, and I, don't, I don't want to give it to them, but like he played very well. He played very well. Fair, fair. To be fair, um, so obviously my brother supports Man U, yeah? So we watched the Man U Southampton game, the last game. And it only took two minutes for me to recognise how good this guy is. So, yeah, yeah. Like, he's been getting a lot of traction. Um, like, I know a couple of guys have him as, like, their last defender in their FPL team. So just purely based on, like, he's, he's, he's looked a bit decent. I can't lie. Oh, no, he's good. He's going to go right to the top. In two years, I promise you, he's going to go to a new club or something. He's really good. And then when, I, when I found out his age, I was like, 20 years old. He's just turned 20 years old. Like, decent. You know, this is what Southampton do anyway. Yeah, but you also... I was going to mention, when you mentioned this, the Sterling moment, yeah, this is becoming a, a problem because he did the same thing in the Tottenham game where he had a chance to slip it to Cucurella, but he went for goal instead. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, like, I want my attackers to be to be greedy and selfish, you know, but there are moments where you need to kill off the game. And I feel like... making the right decision sometimes. That's it. Yeah. Decision-making. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. So that's your man of the match. Usually we always give the man of the match to a Chelsea player, but I mean, you could give a culprit as well. So obviously... Um, yeah, uh, culprit of the match. 
I have to give it to Aspilicueta. Like I'm giving it to Aspilicueta because it's like it, it's just unforgivable, man. Some some sometimes I'm like, where do we get off? Like Aspilicueta is a legend of the club. Fair enough, everything is is yeah. like I, I'm not taking away anything that he's done, but it's like first goal, man. Come on, like, it's the first goal, man. But, I know, but yeah, you can give it to Tuchel as well. Like Tuchel again, you could argue that he got it wrong today with the four at the back, like. Again, he's limited with, with, with the players that he could play, but again, it's not if we're being like super critical, then yeah, you can give Tuchel some blame as well. Fair, fair. Um, Con, I want to talk about, I have a few things to talk about before we talk about the West Ham game, yeah? But um, let's talk about the misfiring front three. What do you think? Like, it's about time we change the front three, yeah? Oh, can, I, can I just say this? Just I'm just going to be short and sweet about it. Yeah? Shit. Yeah. Absolute shit, literally. I I, I can't. Um, Mount and Havertz have played seven hundred and seventy-seven minutes between it, like between them, and they they've done fuck all. They've done absolutely fuck all, and I just I just can't I can't do it anymore. Like I love Mount and I love Havertz, but yeah. these both these brothers need to take a minute and just sit down on a bench for a good two to three weeks and think about what they've done. Because once agree. they do that, I can guarantee I can guarantee you they'll come back cooking. I agree, hundred percent. I agree with that. You know, it doesn't make you like a hater to just call out people on their performances. Like, if we're being real, having yeah. some do deserve to see time on the bench for their performances, not just in this game, but if we're looking at the season as a whole for the first five games, it's not crazy to say that Mountain Havertz should see some time on the bench. Definitely. And that's just you being objective. Like, that's just you being objective at the end of the day. Yeah. No, because obviously I'm a big Kai Havertz fan, yeah. But I know he's better than what we saw today. Like... Yeah, like, on his day, on his day, we, we've seen it and we know he's better than what he done today. And, like, when he... Did you see when he got taken off today? It was a bit more like... This was the earliest that he's been taken off in the five games. And it was kind yeah. of... He kind of... He didn't really have, like, a leg to stand on. He wasn't too angry because it's like he knows this is he knows yeah. this is about him coming off so like here's my question now um I, I, do i want to believe um the coach you know um was going to rely on kyavitz you know to be his main main you know front line like i, I don't understand that you know I, why I, I, don't, I don't think i don't think that that Tuku wanted to go into a 38 game season with Havertz as so number one if that's the case then why are we waiting till two days before the transfer season window closes to get a striker? Why? And we are and we let go of two of our main two of our main strikers. Like yeah. you tell me, where's the sense in that, please? We can criticize Lukaku for what we like. We can criticize Werner, but like if you're gonna let them go, you should get a replacement ASAP. Yeah, like that. That should be like when when uh, I spoke to Con and I, I was saying to Con like um some of the stuff when when we're being linked with with Anthony Gordon and stuff, it's like. How is the board justifying Anthony Gordon signing when there's there's a need there's an obvious need for a striker? Like you can't find Anthony Gordon signing when there's there's a need for a striker. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure Con knows this as well. Tuku wants a fluid front three, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, like that's that's like his main. I, yeah. I don't understand why he doesn't what like I understand why he doesn't want Ronaldo. Like he he came out early and said he doesn't want Ronaldo. It's gonna mess up the system, etc. But would would let me ask you guys a question? Would you not want Ronaldo as potentially a backup plan to be bringing on in games where we need a goal? No, 
No, because if you look at, and I'll tell you why, because since Ronaldo's not been in a team or anywhere near the team, Bruno Fernandes has been a much better player. As much as good as, as good as Ronaldo is, and as good as yes, he will score you goals. Yeah. Man, is it's the long term effects of the team that he that, has that. a very toxic essence around him, and you can see it at United. Like and, you um, really, yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you. My only thing is that if Ronaldo just was to suck up the whole like him as soon as as soon as like he's on the bench, all of a sudden it's a story in the media that. Ronaldo's not playing today. Whereas it's like, if we could just get rid of that and him taking his time where one in every two games you're going to be on the bench, then it would make sense. But as soon as he doesn't play, it's a story now. I agree. And he, obviously, you know, he wants the Champions League football as well. But let's not go off track. I know, really, Tuchel just wants a fluid front three to answer Olu's point, to be fair. Because I have a section where we're going to talk about Tuchel's critics before Call of Day. Because I want to make sure we, we finish early. So we'll talk about West Ham and Tuchel's critics as well. Yeah, but the misfiring front three, man. Ah, guys, Olu, Abs, what's your, what's your front three for West Ham? Or moving forward, not just West Ham, but moving forward, what front three do you want to see? Is it is it with the players with the players that we have in the current squad or like are we going after the transfer with in the current squad? Obviously, you can say Aubameyang because it looks like it's done already. But in the current squad, yeah, yeah it's it's looking like Aubameyang's done. I I wish uh, not to get off topic, but I wish I I saw Wilfred Zaha's goal today, and it's like I wish I wish we got Zaha instead of Aubameyang. But we'll take Aubameyang. Are we not going to get him? Well, uh, at this point, at this point, it's looking like we're not going to get Wilfred Zaha. Like. Um, it's That's just not. It's not gonna. It's not. It's too. It's too late of a time to allow Palace to get a, a replacement as well. Yeah, just too many players going out for me. Yeah, and, and it's like if, 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 if they let if they let Zaha go, it kind of puts Vieira in a situation where I lose Zaha, my best player in the team, and I have no one to replace him. How do you expect me to like carry on? That, that's true. Good? I'm even referring to Chelsea. Like we lost three of our wingers, attackers, strikers. You want to call them? <laughs> Yeah. And we only got Sterling. Okay, let's say we're gonna get Obama Yang. That's still not it still doesn't add up. It's still shut. <laughs> no, it's the truth. Yeah. Um you know, we're still shut of a player there. Yeah, to, um, to answer your question, the front three for West Ham, probably Sterling if if Aubameyang's there. <laughs> you probably won't start, but Sterling Aubameyang and, and for me, I don't know, like I was gonna say Pulisic before today, but after today's game, like I can't even justify Pulisic. Bro. You know, there's no more Cho. I, I I personally like Cho. I think Cho's probably one of the best creators we have at Chelsea. Fair enough, he doesn't get the goals in terms of numbers. But if you look at chances created, Cho has always been up there for like per 90 minutes in terms of chances created. But people have a problem with him just because he doesn't score, but he creates chances. I yeah. can't say the same. I can't say the same for Ziyech and Pulisic. They kind of want to be on the end of the chances they don't really want to create the chance for anyone else for me i rate i, I rate ziyech so yeah i i, I think broya should start as well broya um sterling is obviously gonna stay and then per, i don't know if Aubameyang is gonna go straight away but perhaps yeah okay so, so the, the question is what front three you'd want to play not what front three you think will actually play <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah. yeah no if it's that if it's that then of course I, i'd say sterling broja and Whoever you want on the right, up to you. I'd even play Reese James on the right at this point. I know, right, bro? I'll play <laughs> at this point. I'd play Reese James as as the 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 right winger in the front three. Like honestly, like, but 
whoever whoever you decide, if it's Mason Mount, because like you said, Mason Mount will always be in the team somehow, some way, for some reason, he's always going to be in the team. Like he looked poor today. Yeah, and it's like he just looked. He looked in the sense of like he gave up. Like at times, especially second half, yeah. he might have not been on the pitch at this because he played ninety minutes. Yeah, and in the second half, we had in the second half we had one shot on target in the whole second half, and we only had like we we made two chances. We had one shot on target. That was it. Okay, did you see that stats for a club for a team losing? You know, in the first half, you only have one shot on target. What does that tell you? The system isn't designed for you to attack and win games. It's just the reality. You can stay, look, Southampton doesn't have world-class players. Yeah. They have a system that works for them. You know, you, we keep talking about, oh, our players are this, our players are that. They have players that are not good enough as well, but they don't criticize those players. It's because they have a system that enables them to strive. We don't. This it's is what defensive. I was going to segue, you know. I was going to do a segue and be like, okay, let's talk about two cruise critics and talk about the West Ham game. But Con, um, I know, obviously, this is all loose topic because I know he's so passionate about the Tuku's critics thing. But, Con, what can you say about Tuku's critics and obviously what Olu just said as well? Because he does make a fair point, the system thing as well. He does make a I'm going to divert myself from this question because at the moment, I think Tuku's critics are a bit unfair. Like, I, like <laughs> he, no manager is, like, there not to be criticised, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I think until he's got everything he needs, he's still got players from Conte's era from, like, Sari's era. But, like, what Olu just said right now, yeah, he said Hasenhutl doesn't have all the players he needs, but the system he utilises works for the team. Do you know the system Hasenhutl uses? Is it Hasenhutl uses the exact same system as Thomas Tuchel? Yeah, three, three at the back, are you sure? Yeah, plays, he, he switches from a three to a five at the back. He plays with three, th- he plays with three centre-backs and two wing-backs. Yeah, but... The bottom line is one manager is getting the best out of his team, while the other one isn't really getting the best out of his team, right? Because yeah. you look at players at Southampton and they're happy to play. They get to so play why football players in the don't have to turn that too cool? because, because a lot of them are arrogant. A lot of them... No, the arrogant ones, ones are Lukaku, Alonso, they're not playing. Are you telling me now Mason Mount is it's arrogant? Public, it's public knowledge that Tuchel's fell out with Ziyech and Pulisic in, in the current squad right now out of the attackers. Yeah. It's public knowledge that he's fell out. He's he's fell out with these two. They don't want to play for him. They've had serious like conversations. You've seen all the stories of Pulisic's dad, um, Ziyech not knowing whether or not he's gonna play. At, at, literally today, when the team news came out, um Adam Newsom tweeted that Ziyech was starting before the team sheet came out. Everyone was shocked because they didn't know that Ziyech was even travelling with the squad. Because I no one knew that. Z- I traveling. didn't know Ziyech was back in the country. Yeah, li- literally, people didn't know Ziyech was even in the country. And then all of a sudden, he's starting. We, we didn't play bad today because of Pulisic and Ziyech yeah, played today. We played bad because we played, as a, we played terribly as a unit. So that's as my a, point. As, as a unit, we were poor. 100%. Um, 100%. As a unit, we, 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 we were shocking. We, we really were. Um, but then there were certain players that in that performance, that were worse than a lot of others because players like Thiago Silva, Kukureya, Kovacic when he came on, Sterling, Boya when he came on, they can all hold their heads up and say they played well. Yeah, and you can even just say that they like they thought there was something about them that they actually put in a performance. But then you look at a lot of others. 
Mason Mount, not good enough. Hakim Ziyech, not good enough. Christian Pulisic, not good enough. Aspilicueta, not good enough. Can we talk about the Pulisic cameo? Because that was horrendous. Yeah, but guys, guys, to be fair, I know you're talking about today's game, yeah, but to be fair, our front three is struggling as well. Like, like, if you count the five games, we've played five games already, yeah? If you count the five games, you can see we're not exactly, you know, blowing teams away. Oh, yeah. Like, like I, I, I completely agree with you. If we're looking at the five games in total, there's not really been a single game where you can say the front three actually looks like they're all they're all on their game today. Do you get it? It's been it's been times where like 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 you said, yeah, like but yeah, but in the Spurs game, Mount wasn't really playing in in the front three. He was more helping out the midfield. It was a front two, yeah, it was a front two of Sterling and Havertz, and at the end of the day. Neither of them got on the score sheet. Sterling got the assist, which was fair enough, but Havertz misses a criminal chance at the end of the day, probably wins us the game. Yeah. Um, he ran his socks off on that day, fair enough, but at the end of the day, in all of the five games, the front three hasn't looked fluid, hasn't looked like they're, they're deadly on the ball. It hasn't looked like they're, they're, like, they're imposing themselves on the game. It, it's, Sterling, Sterling, to be fair, like you said, I'm not giving no criticism to Sterling in the sense he has done his part in the sense of helping the team look better. But I, like I said, Mountain Havertz for me, it's like they, they. If we're being honest, like we can't, we like it's, it's not justified. Like for for me, for that, for people to say that they deserve not to be on the bench, it's like what games are you watching? Like what games are you honestly watching? Thing is, I tweet. I just tweeted it because I've done a lot of thinking about it. Our best two players have been a 38-year-old centre-back and a player, a forward player, who is miles, a bit, miles better than the, than the rest of us. Two out of 11... Like, so if you look at our starting 11, only two players have been... No, gone, 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 gone. Don't forget Reese James, though. Don't forget Reese oh, James. Yeah, Reece, all right, Reese James, Reece James yeah. when he's there. Yeah, but, when he's there. It, but if you look at it in five games, like Silver and Sterling have started all five games and they've been our best two players. I'm sorry, nobody out of, out of 11, nobody can tell me otherwise. It really can't. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair shout. Uh, but to be fair, okay, guys, um, because obviously we're going to round up soon, yeah? Let's talk about the clean, lack of cleaning sheets as well. Before oh, I talk about what, what's going on. Brilliant. That, that, that's the perfect segue. Because for me, it's like... Guys, at this point, how do we expect to win games? Like, we're already putting ourselves at a disadvantage every single game purely based on you know that there's not a clean sheet going to be there at the end of the day. So now we need a minimum of two goals to win every single game. Every single game. That's shocking, man. We can't score for nothing. All of a sudden, what we're good at, we can't do it anymore. And and you know that there's a, there's a goal coming. And the thing is, watching it as a Chelsea fan, like, when yeah. I was at the game at Leicester, and it's like you knew that Leicester were going to score. Like just at some point, you knew Leicester were going to score. I know. I feared for. I feared for an equaliser. Yeah, at that point, literally, if you could see like the atmosphere in the stadium, yeah. was everyone was sweating, thinking, <laughs> "When is Leicester going to score?" Like, and Jamie Vardy let us off the hook. Let's be honest. I know. Yeah. I know. He let I know. Us off the hook big time. Big I know. time. I know. So, but yeah, like. Hundred percent, what you're saying in terms of the clean sheets is it's beyond a joke at this point. Like we we can't even go into a game, no matter who we're playing. If it could be Fulham, Nottingham Forest, it could be oh. Brentford or someone, you don't even have like no sort of assurance that there's going to be a clean sheet. I know. 
Bro, this is a team Manu beat last week on Saturday. This is a team Manu beat on Saturday. It's just shocking, man. It's shocking. It's shocking. Bro, I, I've seen the table and, and Southampton's yeah. above us on goal difference. I know. So, everything that, that they've been in this season, they're above us on goal difference. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Con, Oli, Olu, you guys have been quiet. Would you like to talk about the West Ham game? How are you looking towards that game? No, because if we lose that, I can't go to work. <laughs> I cannot. I will not and cannot go to work. I will literally get abused. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing though. West Ham, yeah, they're going to play a London derby tomorrow. Yeah. And next, they're going to still get fired up for another London derby on Saturday. So it's not looking good, you know. It's not looking good. Yeah, it's not looking good, man. It's not looking good. But. But like you said, like at the end of the day, for me, yeah, one thing I'll say is I like after after like knowing me, I could wake up tomorrow morning and put this not put it at the back of my head, but like I'm onto West Ham. Like I'm literally onto West Ham. I'm like, you know what? This is done now. This game is over. How do we get the three points against West Ham? Like I'm I'm literally in that sort of mode. Like I can I can moan and be angry for the whole of today, but come tomorrow morning, I'm thinking, what do we need to do to get the three points at West Ham? Yes. For me though, I just want to win the league, you know. And it's looking impossible right now. Oh no, winning winning the league is impossible. All who knows, I've been pushing that narrative all season. Oh, if we get season. top four at this point, yeah, let's just like go go get forward to next season and be like, you know what, cool. Cause cause top four now is I and I tried to tell the Chelsea fans, guys, like, let's just be realistic in, in the terms of like it's great to dream, like hundred percent. I get you, like it's great yeah. to dream and everything, but like you just gotta be a bit realistic. Like I think we have more chance of winning the Champions League purely based that it's a knockout format tournament where you can. It doesn't matter. Like league form goes out the window. Anything can happen. Any team can beat anyone on their day. You have got better chance of winning the Champions League than than the Premier League. Olu, what's your take on the West Ham game? And Abs, yeah, great point by the way. Olu, what's your what's your take on the West Ham game? The West Ham game, um, yeah. that's a big game for Chelsea. Because <laughs> we're playing at home, yeah. That's at the bridge, you know. Yeah, I believe so, I believe so. Um, honestly, I'm not, conf- I'm not confident, but yeah. what can I say? Maybe we can grind a win there, but I'm not confident simply because of the way we play. You know, West Ham has been terrible this season, but I still don't feel, you know, we have enough, you know, com- to, we have enough to win the game convincingly. Um, but I just want to be optimistic, you know. I want to be optimistic, you know. I hope we get a couple of signing in to help improve our squad. Then I can be, then I can, you know, have confidence and turn into the game. But for now, um, it's a very, you know, sad situation, you know. <laughs> I hope, I hope we have this James back. I think it's going to help us. But yeah. I don't think that's our biggest problem. Our biggest problem is our front line, Macy Mount, Sky Averts. I don't know what we're going to do with both players. Um, Yes, they deserve to be benched, but when you have players like Pulisic who should be coming in to put in the good shift, is as bad as they are. You know, just a mess. So for me, so for me, you know, it's a it's a very sad situation. But I want to be confident and optimistic. You know, I, yeah. So obviously, to be fair, I don't like Pulisic. Yeah, I don't rate him as all at all. But to be fair, he did play a right wing back today, and he looked horrible. You, we all know that's not his right position. But I mean. What do you guys think? I mean, we're gonna we're meant to add the episode now anyway, but what do you guys think? Just round it up like that. What do you guys think? Sell him. 
You want you want my honest opinion, Selin? Got one year. He's got one year left in his deal. He's got two days left to, in the transfer window. Selling, get rid of him. Get him out of the club. Doesn't want to be here. Fine. I heard. I heard he didn't even go over to clap the fans. One of the only players that didn't go over to clap the fans today. For real? Yeah. Yeah. One of yeah. the only players that didn't go over to clap the fans. Yeah, and exactly. This is the second time people said that after Leeds it was the exact same thing as well. Exactly. So you you want to have that? You want to have that attitude? Get out of the club. Simple as that. You don't want to clap the fans that travel all that way on a you can, ride. You can just tell, though, he doesn't want to be there as well, man. Anyone that yeah, doesn't want to be at Chelsea... Yeah, you can tell. Let them go. Open, like, let them go. open the front door and leave. Cancel contracts, terminate, whatever. Do whatever you need to do. Con, Con, Con would let him go to United on loan. He wouldn't even care. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, do you know what, right? If United get top four because of it, I, I would not care. Get him out of my, get him out of my club. Like, I really don't want him here. Like, yeah. I, he, he was horrible today, though. It was horrible. That like, it was shocking you. Like Pulisic is bad, but he's not that bad. <laughs> no, we can't convince Conda. We can't convince Conda. I don't have I don't have many agendas, but getting Pulisic out of my club is one of them. Def, def, def. No, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. He looks lost anyway, I hear you. So yeah, guys, um, would you like to talk about anything before our call it a day? That's it. Um just quickly, guys, um, any any last minute players that that you'd uh, want to be signed before the deadline? Just like one or two, one or two players. Messi, <laughs> Neymar, Mbappe. I'd I'd love Neymar. That's one one to, thing. To be fair, I said this the other day. Right? Uh, I said this earlier in a space. Right? You want to get Neymar? You do it like this. PSG want N'Golo Kante. So if you offer PSG 60 million and N'Golo Kante, they'll snap your hand off. Yeah, 100%. 100%. To get name off the books, 100% they would. Yeah, both of them are old, you know. So it's like, you're kind of losing. You have, how much yeah. did you say? 60 million, yeah? 60 million? Or how much? 60 million and N'Golo Kante. Otherwise, you're looking at... You're, you're easily looking at 100 plus million. Yeah. Remember, he just, just signed a four-year extension as well. Name, yeah, exactly. Neymar has already reached what is it six goals seven assists or the other way around seven goals six assists i've seen him and he's 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 balling out right now guys balling out guys but it's like Kovacic and it's like arsenal you know they're eventually gonna stop you know eventually he's gonna get an injury you know it so it's like when was the last time Neymar played full you already yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, 100%. I hear you on that one. 100%. It's like Arsenal, Arsenal are going to crumble eventually. And you know, Kovacic is going to get injured eventually. So it's like, for me, I don't I don't see it. Guys, I'm, I'm humble. I'm humble. I'll, I'll take Wilfred Zaha, literally. It doesn't have to even be Neymar. Like, for me, I'm, I'm just thinking that, fair enough, we've left it too late. But Zaha's on the last year of his contract. He leaves Palace for free next season. If, if he doesn't leave this window, I'm like... People are saying 25, 25 million, guys. 25 million. Let's be honest. Yeah, but one more thing, yeah. I don't want to make this longer than it needs to, yeah. But why didn't we give... Why didn't Odoi go to Palace? Because obviously, Zaha could come to Chelsea and Odoi could be... Um, he might not be their best player, but he can facilitate the Zaha move, yeah? Because we know Palace are quite good with loans. Like, Ruben had a good loan there and Callagher had a good loan there. Gurhi... I mean, we didn't really loan him, but he had a good season there as well. So, Cho, I'm going there with a bit of yeah, sense, I'll right? Give you, I'll give you the exclusive. Basically, um, his brother, who's his agent, 
um, was he? So the rumors obviously were that he, there was twenty clubs interested in in Hudson Odoi. Um, six of them were in England, four in 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 Germany, two in Italy, two in in Holland. When Hudson Odoi was so basically the Premier League clubs that came in for Hudson Odoi, none of them were playing Champions League football. So basically, when Bayer Leverkusen have come in and and Bayer Leverkusen are in the Champions League and have promised him. Basically, one of the main things in the loan was that Hudson Odoi wanted guaranteed thirty games minimum starting games. Like thirty games minimum, it's got to be guaranteed as part of part of any deal. Like, so if he goes to Palace, he knows obviously he'll play, but it's not like they're gonna guarantee you thirty starts guaranteed. Whereas as soon as um, Bayer Leverkusen, who are in the Champions League, have come with the offer and saying that you're gonna play literally 90% games starting it was like a no-brainer for him and it was like you know what I'm gonna go to to Germany and rip up and I, and I guarantee you Hudson is gonna he's gonna rip up the German league I promise you promise we've heard a bunch you. of facts you know this is what yeah, I was no, saying 100%, cause I, I, don't, I don't rate the league I don't think it's a great league so like I think minimum I, I want to see double digit goals and assists I, I want to be like promising for him I want him to to show that, yeah, guys, this this league ain't nothing. Like, forget Sancho, forget Sancho. This league ain't nothing. First, first, yeah. Well, we're gonna end it here. To answer your question, Ruben Nevers, but yeah, we're gonna end it here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, bro, Abs, um, Corn, uh, Olu, thank you guys for coming, man. I forgot to mention Abs and Corn are making their first. This is the debut, um, on the podcast. So you guys appreciate, you guys, man. Appreciate it for having us, man. Honestly, it was good. I would talk more, but I mean, I'm trying not to fall asleep because I got work in like four hours. But hey, same. I, I gotta be up. I gotta be up in like five hours. So this this is a special one just for you guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Anytime, anytime, anytime. I do appreciate it, man. I, I do hope to have you guys again. Yeah.